Hello, and welcome back to the Middling Manager Hub podcast, where we dive into the world of management, leadership, and the challenges we face in the corporate landscape. I'm your host, Steve Westover, and today we're exploring a fascinating concept. We're delving into the concept of managers as human shields. How can we protect our employees from disruptions, boost boost productivity, creativity, and job satisfaction, while also recognizing the challenges and potential pitfalls? This idea isn't about physical protection, but rather how managers can shield their employees from internal and external meddling to boost productivity and employee satisfaction. As we delve into this topic, we'll also discuss real corporate examples that illustrate how managers can improve productivity by protecting their employees. Some of these tactics may be controversial, but most likely we've experienced some of these tactics may be controversial, but most we've likely experienced in one way or another. It's important to be it's important to be wise and keep in our mind. It's important to be wise and keep in mind your mileage might your mileage may vary as our relationship with our managers play a key role in how our actions play out and are received by our employers. Imagine this. You're a manager responsible for a team of talented individuals working on projects that require concentration, creativity, and innovation. But your team faces threats to productivity from all sides, disruptive technology, meddlesome superiors, senseless organizational practices, and even challenging clients or customers. How can you as a manager create an environment where your employees can work unperturbed and thrive? Our journey begins with a corporate example that illustrates the power of a manager acting as a human shield. William Coyne, the former head of research and development at 3M, knew the value of giving his teams the space they needed to innovate. He limited the intrusion of higher-ups, realizing that constant meddling could hinder creativity. Coyne understood the importance of shielding his teams from unnecessary interruptions. He recognized that well-meaning but nosy executives could undermine creative work. Coyne limited interference from higher-ups, allowing his teams to work for long stretches without disruptions. His approach paid off, as he understood that the performance of his employees and the company's success depended on shielding them from threats. Coyne's approach led to the creation of iconic products like post-it notes and scotch tape. By acting as a human shield, he allowed his teams to flourish, demonstrating that managers can drive innovation by protecting their employees from internal meddling. Protecting your people isn't always practical or responsible, though. As managers, we need to find a balance between shielding our employees and managing other aspects of our roles effectively. So what are the practical ways in which managers can act as shields for their teams? Here are seven strategies to consider. One, meetings and time management. One common challenge is managing meetings effectively. Meetings can be notorious time wasters if not conducted properly. Some managers use meetings as platforms for self-glorification, arriving late, or showing disregard for the team's time. However, great bosses start and end meetings on time prioritizing productivity over petty power displays. Be mindful of the burdens you place on your employees. Focus on productive meetings, start and end them on time, and avoid power displays that disrupt your team's workflow. Two, make it safe to fight right. 
Another strategy is making it safe to fight right. Encourage constructive conflicts within your team, like Pixar's Brad Bird did when creating The Incredibles. Healthy disagreements can lead to innovative solutions. So when Brad pitched the idea for The Incredibles to Pixar, they weren't exactly jumping for joy. You see, Pixar, they'd been doing great with simpler animations like toys and bugs, but making realistic human animation without breaking the bank was a puzzle they hadn't solved yet. They told Brad that this project would be time-sucking, money-draining ordeal. But Brad had a plan. He didn't go looking for the usual agreeable, supportive types. Nope. He went out looking and found the misfits, the rebels, the ones who didn't quite fit in at Pixar. Some called them the black sheep. Others called them pirates. Well, guess what? Just four years later, not only did Brad's team create Pixar's most complex film ever, but they also managed to cut down the cost of making it by the minute. The Incredibles ended up breaking in over $631 million worldwide and even scored an Oscar for Best Animated Feature. Now, what's interesting here is what Brad didn't do. He didn't fill his team with all those supportive, agreeable folks who are always ready with a pat on the back. Don't get me wrong, those folks are great for moral support. But when you're looking to shake things up and think outside the box, you need a different kind of crew, a challenge network. These are the people you trust to call you out on your blind spots and help you improve your weaknesses. They're the ones who keep you humble about what you know and make you curious about what you don't know. Bird encouraged his team to engage in constructive battles. He wanted his employees to speak up, even if it meant challenging his ideas. By creating an environment where trust and respect allowed for healthy disagreements, Bird's team achieved remarkable success. As managers, we can create a safe space to disagree and push back and then utilize those tools and skills in the way you interact with your boss. Three, protect them from external intrusions and time sinks. Protecting your team from external intrusions and time sinks is vital. Implement programs like Intel's Thinking Time to reduce distractions and interruptions, allowing knowledge workers to concentrate on their tasks. Intel has implemented programs to reduce these interruptions and distractions. Intel engineers and managers dedicate specific hours to uninterrupted thinking time, turning off email and messaging systems to focus on deep work. Such initiatives can significantly enhance effectiveness and efficiency for knowledge workers. 4. Overhaul burdensome practices. Additionally, managers can help employees by eliminating burdensome organizational practices. Bonnie Simi, a director at JetBlue, led an effort to overhaul their performance review process, making it more efficient and less time-consuming. This change allowed employees to concentrate on their core tasks and improve their overall productivity. 5. Defy idiocy from on high. Sometimes, sometimes we're put in a position where we need to defy idiocy from on high. We've all faced this, right? Maybe it's something small like a directive to cut everyone's lunch hour to 30 minutes, when you've already arranged the schedule to easily accommodate the lunch hour and keep the employees happy. Or maybe it's a bigger directive, maybe something like removing a key player from a project team because the boss has a gripe against them. Usually, we see these things come as directives or some kind of order in which we feel we aren't encouraged to give feedback, so we feel like we have little control over the decisions that impact us and our teams. It's discouraging. When faced with questionable directives from senior leaders, managers can choose whether to comply or resist. 
Sometimes defiance can be the best strategy as demonstrated by a retail sales manager who ignored instructions from above to take all of his salespeople off the floor to attend a conference call, even though it was at a peak time. Instead, everyone received the necessary information, yet kept the sales staff working and thus achieved better results. There is a way to disagree without being disagreeable. It's more of an art than a science and depends a great deal on the relationship we have with our superiors. It's important to choose our battles wisely and strengthen our relationships with our superiors so that we can withstand the occasional displeasure. These strategies highlight the role managers can play in protecting their teams. Let's explore creative incompetence and malicious compliance. So this is number six. Practice creative incompetence and malicious compliance. Sometimes it's essential to focus on what matters most and intentionally do a half-assed job on the less crucial tasks. This approach known as creative incompetence allows managers to allocate their team's efforts more effectively. On the other hand, malicious compliance involves following idiotic orders to the letter with the expectation that the results will highlight the folly of those directives. So let's just talk about malicious compliance for a moment that compliance with the orders will have a negative result. It usually implies following an order in such a way that ignores or otherwise undermines the order's intent, but follows it to the letter. It's definitely a form of passive aggressive behavior, and it's often associated with poor management labor relationships, leadership and mutual trust. In US law, this practice has been theorized as a form of uncivil obedience. Managers can avoid this by not making excessive, contradictory, or incomprehensible demands of employees. For example, malicious compliance was common in the Soviet Union's command economy. Examples are used in these studies of behavior, management, and economics to hypothetically show differences between the Soviet economy and the free market. While it's a last resort, it can be effective under specific conditions, but make sure you use caution. This is a dangerous game to play and it could bite you hard. Seven, protecting employees from destructive characters. A Texas police sergeant shared how reading the book, The No Asshole Rule, helped him confront his oppressive boss and protect his team from verbal abuse. Good bosses protect their employees from demeaning, overly demanding, and frustrating clients or customers as well. Airlines like Southwest and JetBlue have banned abusive passengers from buying tickets to maintain a respectful and supportive environment. As a manager, I've had to step in when my boss became abusive with one of my employees. Was that an uncomfortable position to be in? Sure, of course it was. It's nothing as managers we would ever seek out, yet it's also not something we can hide from. In my situation, I de-escalated the situation that was taking place in front of multiple employees and removed my boss to an office where we could discuss things privately. It is never my intention to undermine my boss in front of others, yet there was an immediate need to step in. Fortunately, my boss recognized that this behavior wasn't appropriate for the environment we were in and didn't press it further. I've also had to fire customers on occasion as a way of protecting my employees. I've experienced customers who are verbally abusive to my staff, yelling, swearing, name-calling, using racial and sexist and homophobic language, I've experienced customers who have sexually harassed my staff. I've experienced customers who have posed physical risk to my staff. These behaviors are obviously unacceptable. Thankfully, these experiences are rare, but when they occur, and even before they occur, our people need to know we have their backs. Now, as managers, 
we sometimes feel caught in the middle of the relationships, so it's important to remember that even when we disagree with leadership or even practice some level of civil disobedience or uncivil obedience to their wishes and directives, that we do so respectfully in a way that helps to build the relationship between management and staff and not harm it. Our journey continues with a look at how managers can help build trust in senior leaders among their teams. Employees are more likely to be engaged if they trust their senior leaders and believe in the organization's future. Managers can influence their team's perceptions of leadership through their actions and behaviors. Here are five tips for managers to strengthen trust between their teams and senior leaders. One, clearly communicate the organization's vision, strategy, goals, and progress. Provide clarity by communicating the organization's goals and strategy to your team, helping them understand how their work contributes to the bigger picture. Explain how employee feedback has been used and why at times it hasn't. Show that employee feedback matters by sharing how it has influenced decisions and when necessary, explain why some ideas weren't implemented. Three, recognize your leaders. Foster a culture of recognition by praising leadership actions, creating a positive atmosphere where recognition flows throughout the organization. Four, avoid the us versus them mentality. Promote unity within your organization, emphasizing that success depends on everyone's contributions, including leadership. And five, share upward feedback to the leaders. Be the advocate for your team, ensuring that leadership is aware of their needs and challenges. Celebrate the success of your team with leaders and let your team see your advocacy. Finally, let's conclude our exploration of managers as human shields by emphasizing the importance of taking the heat for your team. Sometimes it's just necessary for managers to take the blame when things go wrong, shielding their team members from certain repercussions. Now, please don't misunderstand. Accountability is important. We can't and we shouldn't shield our employees from every negative consequence of their job performance. Like everything we've discussed today, we must strive for an artful balance. Just as a female executive shielded her subordinate from blame when he made a costly mistake, managers can demonstrate their commitment to their teams by accepting responsibility when things go wrong. This not only protects employees, but also engenders loyalty by showing that you stand by your team, especially in challenging times. This act of protection demonstrates commitment to their well-being and fosters loyalty. I hope as you've been listening, you've had some questions arise about the ethics of shielding employees Now let's talk about shielding employees from the demands of corporations can have both positive and negative ethical implications, depending on the context and intent behind such actions. Here are some ethical considerations to keep in mind. We'll start with the positive ethical implications. One, shielding employees from excessive demands can promote a healthier work-life balance. This can be seen as ethically responsible because it values employees' well-being and mental health. Two, Protecting employees from unrealistic or unsafe demands may align with the ethical principle of duty to care for one's employees, ensuring their safety and preventing harm. And three, ethically, it can be argued that maintaining a workforce's well-being contributes to long-term organizational sustainability, as it can lead to higher employment retention, productivity, and reputation. Now let's review some of the negative ethical implications. Transparency and honesty. So number one, If managers shield employees by not disclosing the true demands or challenges of the job, it can raise ethical concerns related to transparency and honesty. Employees have the right to know what they're getting into when they take a job, 
So by all means, be clear about the expectations and hold people accountable. Two, shielding employees excessively may hinder their professional growth and development. Ethically, it's important to provide opportunities for employees to learn, grow, face challenges so they can develop new skills. Three, in some cases, shielding employees might require resource allocation that could be used elsewhere for betterment of the organization. Ethical dilemmas can arise when this allocation negatively impacts the company's overall performance. Four, overly protecting certain employees or groups while subjecting others to high demands can lead to issues of fairness and equity. Ethical considerations dictate that all employees should be treated fairly and consistently. And five, organizations have ethical responsibilities to stakeholders beyond just the employees, such as shareholders and customers. Shielding employees to the detriment of these stakeholders can pose ethical dilemmas. Ultimately, the ethics of shielding employees from corporate demands depend on the intent, transparency, and the balance achieved. It's essential for managers to strike a balance that promotes employee well-being without compromising the organization's integrity, growth, and responsibility to stakeholders. Ethical decision-making should consider the broader context and consequences for all parties involved. So in conclusion, as managers, we play a vital role in protecting our employees and creating an environment where they can thrive. By shielding them from unnecessary disruptions, fostering constructive conflict, and advocating for their needs, we can enhance their performance, creativity, and satisfaction. Remember, being a human shield for our employees isn't always easy, but it's a powerful way to build trust and loyalty within our teams. However, we must also be aware of the risks and challenges we might face in this role and always be thoughtful about the ethics of our potential behavior. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us at the Middling Manager Hub podcast. We hope you found today's episode insightful and practical and maybe a little thought-provoking. Stay tuned for more management Stay tuned for more management and leadership discussions in our upcoming episodes. Until next time, continue leading with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered workforce of tomorrow. The number one selling product of its kind that delivers subtle, predictable results. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.